0: Hello and welcome to the Highview View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community here at Highview Church. And today, I am joined, as always, by Pastor Chad Williams and Pastor Josh Hildebrand. What's up? How are you guys doing?
1: Good. Good. Appreciate that lively.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Lively introduction. Off, tons of energy today. We are... <laughs> We are running on how much coffee have you high been,
1: octane. How many of you had coffee today? At least four cups.
2: Fantastic.
1: And Tyler's into the... He's got some extreme coffee. He's got some, some heavy-duty coffee. I
2: felt like Death Wish. Death Thought Wish? Yeah.
0: Or? We've tried the, the Death Wish pods, a uh, De- little uh, uh, K-Cups. Mm. I didn't have one of those today. I actually drank all of them yesterday. So
1: <laughs> You
0: drank all of them. All of them. <laughs> Apparently, they're the strongest coffee in the world, is what they claim.
1: Uh, now, yeah. I did drink yeah. two
0: of them in one day and ended up like literally bouncing the rest of the day. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> it, we, we recorded the last podcast from the emergency room yeah, nearby. Getting my stomach Medical. pumped. Yeah. Getting a caffeine detox. <laughs> yeah, Death Wish. Co- and it has yeah. like skull, it's got a it's skull, got skull and crossbones cross on it.
0: Yeah, it's a little intense. It's a uh, little intense.
2: We don't want yeah. you to be sleepy, so we're going to kill you. Right. Oh, yeah.
0: There are these... So, today on the podcast, we are excited to continue our 10 core commitment series of our commitments here at Hyvie Church. And today we are dropping back in the list and discussing our seventh commitment, which is a commitment to missional multiplication. And we unpack that by saying that we are sent to share the gospel and plant churches. So, um, as we begin talking about this commitment of Hyvie Church to multiplying our missional um energies multiplying the mission of the church um we have this statement that begins with we are sent. So let's start by just unpacking what do we mean what do, what does it mean for us to live as sent people?
1: Hmm. Yeah, to live as sent is uh to embrace um really two things. One, it's to embrace uh your humanity. Uh and it's to embrace if you're follow Jesus, it's to embrace your um identity as a disciple of Jesus. So from the humanity standpoint, it kind of goes back to what we talked about last week, yeah. uh, where we saw the creation mandate, Genesis 128, this idea of go forth, multiply, you know, subdue the earth. Yeah. This, this concept of going forward and uh, subduing the earth and uh, bringing it under subjection. There's always been, as a part of being human, there's always been an aspect of us multiplying and expanding the rule of God in the world yeah. through our multiplication. So that's a part of being human. Right. Uh and then the second part, so there's there's that in, in Genesis 128. And then then you have in Matthew 28, you have the Great Commission, which of course we, you know, in the in church world we all we all know, uh, go forth, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And then Jesus promises his presence. So Mm -hmm. the idea there is we are making disciples. That requires multiplication. And so when you combine those two realities, you can't escape your sentness. Mm. It is a part of what you were created to do. It was a part of what you've been called to do. So it's not just you're created to do it. You are. You're also called to embrace that. And it, it fleshes itself out. In the Great Commission and the making of disciples among all people. And uh so it's both. It's it's part of who we are as humans
2: and it's specifically a part of what we're called to as followers of Jesus. Right. I think a, a large part of it too is is the uh the mindset. It speaks to the mindset we're to have as we're here. So you know it's so easy to get that that mindset of being a citizen here, where mm. we live, which in to a certain extent is true. This is our home, yeah. but to another extent, which is even greater in, in the truth, is that this is not our home. Yeah. You know, First Peter talks about us being sojourners and exiles, and um, you know that we're passing through, and how we should conduct ourselves as sojourners and exiles amongst yeah. you know a, a foreign people and. And uh, I think that that mindset is really important to have because it it allows us to live amongst a group of people acknowledging that there's a kingdom to come, right? Mm-hmm. That is where we're really headed and is really where our home is at. And um, so, you know, I'm when I consider being sent, I, I think about, you know, the mindset that I have that's obviously different when like I go on a mission trip, right? When I'm in a foreign country, like I'm thinking different about... I'm not so comfortable there. I've got bags packed. Like I, I'm not settling yeah. down and making roots. And there's a sense in which even here in our home, where we call home, we should have that mentality, like um, that this is not our final home. Yeah, that we're passing through.
0: Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, especially you know thinking about it, it, it when we go to a missional field or a or a different location, it kind of puts us in the mindset of like we we now know what the purpose is of being there. And I feel like in our culture today, there's a a lot of anxiety around people trying to find – And I feel like there always has been this since the dawn of creation, a desire to know what what, what does this life mean? What's it for? What's my purpose? Do I find my purpose in the job that I do, in the children I raise, in whatever things I produce or uh, whatever value I can add into the world? And so I think this is a way for Christians to kind of back up from that conversation and say, I've been given a purpose. I've I've been told – my, my sentness into the world is, is something that, that God has called me into, not that I'm trying to figure out and feel out and what I can do in the world.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. good point. Amen.
0: So as we talk about uh, that perspective, that idea from the church, uh, the local church perspective, um, what, in what ways does a local church, and specifically our local church, Highview, uh, how do we practice sending to, to help people understand, okay, you're sent out with a mission already?
1: Mm-hmm. I think part of it it starts with an understanding of Jesus' vision for the church. Uh and so so it, it starts with an embracing of what Jesus has, has set the church up to be and do. Um JD Grew's got a great quote. Um he has an excellent book called Gaining by Losing, mm. which is a really exceptional book on this issue and actually a book that was really formative kind of helping me articulate some of the things that we want to be about as a church. Uh, our elders read through it a couple years ago, maybe three years ago, uh, and uh, it was really, really helpful. But there's a line in that particular book where he talks about Jesus' vision for the church uh, being relating related to sending itself. And it, it mm-hmm. says, uh, Jesus' vision for the church was not a group of people gathered around one anointed leader, but one of multiple leaders going out in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, and then, you know, obviously you you start to think about John 14 where Jesus talks about, uh, truly I tell you in verse 12, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do greater things than these. This idea that the church is going to continue the work of Christ Mm. and together collectively empowered by the Holy Spirit sent into the world can do, this is amazing, it feels heretical to say. Mm but that's what Jesus says, can do greater things than yeah. what Jesus did in his earthly ministry. That's a that's an incredible, right. wow. incredible yeah. statement. Mm-hmm. And so you will not move people towards embracing their sentness or towards um, stepping out and, and going into a mission context or a church plant context without first embracing that. Mm. Like it starts there. Um, without that being the paradigm for the church, like as long as the church is just this kind of like random collection of people on Sundays who go to consume spiritual product, yeah, like we talked about last week. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why these two things, equipping the saints and missional multiplication, they go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, uh, they really are interlocked. Right, uh, but it starts with this is why this church exists. Mm-hmm. And if you miss that, you're gonna you're gonna miss everything else.
2: Yeah, I think you know there's a couple primary ways as a local church we we send people and um obviously the the large way is we you know send people on the mission field and that's that's appropriate and we should do that but I think sometimes we we can lose um a, another aspect of being sent because we think that that's the only type of sent. Yes 100% like, um, yeah. we we also send mothers home through the week, we yep. send fathers home and to their workplace, we send people to, you know, their current location where they're at mm-hmm. with the gospel to live their lives, and so that's equipping the saints, right? And, yeah, yeah. Um, and so being sent, you know, it does have that foreign concept, but it also has just where we're currently at right now, and I mm-hmm. think, you know, to really have a sent mindset, we, we need to see ourselves, even in this local context, as missionaries. yeah like you know and um there's a there's good news to share here and there's people that need to hear it here right um so you know that's a, another large part of being sent
0: well that's why we you know begin this little unpacking statement with first of all we are sent to share the gospel we do go you know we send our, our you know a couple of our pastors are getting ready to go out on on some different mission trips we send out you know uh, some members toward those things as well uh, but if we only see foreign countries as where we take our you know our message, um, we really miss out on that reality that the the harvest is plentiful in, yeah. in our yeah. the, the coffee shops we go to, in the the places we shop, the places we you know spend time with friends, like all those all those areas are places that need to be reached with the gospel, and if we don't see those as places we're being sent, opportunities for gospel impact we really aren't multiplying the mission of the local church. Right. Because the local church exists to be, you know, a source of light and salt in the community around it, right? Right. And and
2: that message of being sent is just as true, Mm -hmm. and it's meant to be obeyed by the stay-at-home mom as it is the teenager or the young adult who can go on a mission trip. Right. Like, she can be sent into her mission field and be faithful and obey Jesus' command, um, you know, just as faithfully. Yeah. And you know, we want to empower all church members to do that.
1: I feel like you know one of the one of the dangers, and I, I definitely feel it as a pastor. And I get it; I get why we do it. But we, I feel like we pastors feel a need. Let's say that they're really trying to get their church to focus on international missions. Yeah. So they feel a need to emphasize why we should be going to the nations, <clears throat> which yeah. is which is true, which is one hundred percent true. We absolutely should. Mm-hmm be taking the gospel to all four corners of the globe. No doubt about that. Uh, and then on the flip side, on the other side, there, there's guys who maybe they don't have a robust international missions ministry, uh, or maybe they're just being really intentional about trying to reach their community or, you know, locally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they will then, you know, we'll hear a lot yeah. about, well, it's, well, listen, I mean, yeah, we need to go to the nations, but we really need to be focused here. We're neglecting I, our home. Yeah, I, I'll be mm-hmm. honest. I don't find either helpful. To me personally, yeah. be, be, and I think both miss a bigger point. If you are teaching the people in the church, and if you're getting people to grasp, I am sent already. I'm already sent. Then it totally. Then it. Then it. It completely removes those. Like well. Well, well, well. I'm sent here. I'm sent like you're sent everywhere. Yeah. Like so. Um. You mentioned some of our pastors. Um. You know, traveling to do some training with leaders and pastors mm-hmm. internationally in the next few months. Um. And, and we have other leaders. We have small group leaders who are very involved. Like work for for international mission organizations and different things. Um. But like, at the end of the day, you're sent. Reg- like they're they're sent wherever they are. Yeah. Like that day. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's where you are. And if you really do grasp that, then everything else, then you do feel sent um, at home. You do feel, sent. you know, I don't, I don't know um, that I feel more sent um, at home uh, than I do if I'm in Ethiopia or vice versa. You know what I mean? Like it's,
2: it's, it's, it's like the concept of anytime I travel outside of the country, I feel sent because my identity as an American is so strong. And so, when you have an identity that's a great point so strong as being a part of the kingdom of God, you Mm -hmm. you feel sent. Therefore, yeah, you know. So, I think that's a huge aspect of feeling sent is understanding where your your citizenship and your identity really lies. And then it's just a natural byproduct. Like, I don't have to work at feeling sent when I go somewhere else. It just
1: that's exactly right. And it it and it removes this whole like I feel a need to. To to minimize or or to to or to you know play up um, either field yeah like no we get we're we're just sent mm-hmm. everywhere that's where we're sent and then then it's about prayerfully and obediently following Christ's directions and stepping into wherever He is sending you yeah um, and then as a church it's about embracing that like yes we are called to engage at all levels. Um, it's Acts one eight, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the ends of the earth, and mm-hmm. and that looks different for yeah. uh, my ninety one year old grandmother. Is not going to be on the international mission mm-hmm. field this year, right? Um, but that doesn't mean she's not sent. Yeah, you know, it might be, uh, you know, to the bingo parlor or <laughs> to the. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they need
0: Jesus too. Amen.
1: I mean, no, she, I, she doesn't even play bingo. But my point is, like, she's still sent. That's a part of who she is as a Christian. And so um, I just I think that that's really important to, to focus on sent and let that be the fuel that's, that's driving how we approach life and wherever God sends us.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the things, uh, as we talk about kind of how a local church practices this, um, the, the idea of sending is a big part of our, our overall mission statement, right? We talk about we want to make disciples. Through engaging, developing, and deploying yep. disciples to make disciples. Yep. Uh, so if we take off that idea of deploying, if we just kind of remove that from, from the mission statement, then we're just engaging people, developing them,
1: and hoarding sorry, them. And hoarding yeah. them.
0: Right. We, yeah, okay. we, we kind of become this insular, we might, you know, seem a little, you <clears throat> know, a little more mature or whatever, but the idea is that we will maybe have Fulfilled a mission, but we're not going to see that expand.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't even really work either because what are we developing them for? For, right? Like, the, the whole point of developing is developing, like, we're developing them to be sent toward sending So, like, out, if yeah. you take out sent, you, you lose develop too. Mm-hmm. And now we just engage. And then what are you engaging people with? Like, everything falls apart kind of right. if, if you're not making disciples. That's, yeah. The whole so, point of the Great Commission. So
0: even this past Sunday, we, we took some time out of our service to celebrate a couple of guys that we are sending into a particular area of influence, which are you know, we're new group leaders. Um, this idea that these guys have been engaged and developed for this particular task and then sent into um, a, you know a local type of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a way, as you, know, you mentioned earlier, uh, Chad, the way that we want to see equipping the saints lead into this missional multiplication, like new groups is New influence a new influence in yeah. different areas, meaning you know that impact that influence is expanding, the, the mission is multiplying, right. even through new, you know, church small group, you know, organi- organisms. Yeah, existing. I mean,
1: the you know, we've had, um, you know, almost double the amount of groups, almost well, doubled in size, of the amount of groups in the last few months. Yeah, um, praise be to God for that. And what that means is it's not just there's more groups, what that means is there's now X amount of new groups that are, that are gathering in mm-hmm. X amount of new places. Yep. Yeah. And so there, there's, there's a power in that. Yeah. And now that's, there's more
0: engagement. Now yes. There's more development right. There's So there could be more deployment. But right?
1: the, the truth of the matter is we sent essentially, um, you know, these are the core, these are the core teams of people that we are sending into these communities, these neighborhoods, mm-hmm. these places to gather together and to to be in community together and bear witness to Christ there mm-hmm. in those places, they are sent. Yeah. And so that's, again, that's trying to weave that concept and, and create a culture mm-hmm. that is celebrating sending at every level. Yeah, that's that's the, and and that's something we are thinking about right now. Wrestling with the staff mm-hmm. is how do we do that better? How do we tell stories, you know, of sending? How do we how do we uh, point people to man? You are sent. I mean, the bottom line is, um, I was having a conversation with someone about the engage, develop, deploy uh, mission, and and one of the things that came up was like, so uh, tell me about deploy, its significance in in the mission. And the way I explained the significance of deploy as that final step in disciple making is the difference in having the word deploy as a part of our mission and not Mm. is the difference in building the kingdom of Christ and our kingdom. Mm. You don't have to deploy anyone to build a personal kingdom in church world. You don't. Because the idea is you're just hoarding leaders, hoarding giftedness, hoarding, calling, you know, that's, that's not, you can build your own kingdom with that. Mm -hmm. But when you're open handed with those people that God's entrusted to you and you've developed them, Mm -hmm. then, then who knows what may happen from that. And that's a kingdom focus that's beyond your kingdom. Um, And so getting people to embrace that is, is huge. And so deploying really is everything in a sense. Like you take that away and you're really not making disciples for, yeah. the, for the kingdom of Jesus.
2: Amen.
0: Amen. Uh, so one of the things, again, and the, the last part of this explanation that we have, which is that we are sent to share the gospel and plant churches. Um, we're not at a place right now where we're planting churches, but we, we're talking a lot more about it now, uh, that we're kind of making some moves as far as like for the future of hy Church. And so I just want to give you guys an opportunity to explain maybe why why is hive so passionate about one day sending out church plants from Ivy church
1: um churches plant churches mm. uh, and and i feel like it's a it's it's one of the great um privileges of being a church mm. is to cause other churches to exist yeah. uh, and it's it's a primary calling um there there is no we don't exist unless there are churches for 2,000 years that have planted churches right. uh, that are sending in that way. And so uh, for us, uh, we're starting year seven. Um, and, and I would say, too, um, while we don't have a team that's being sent out right now, um, we've been sowing seeds and having discussions and different things yeah. um, in terms of where and when and different things for, for a while. And so it's a process, process of development. It's kind of a capstone moment in your sending process as mm-hmm. well. I mean, it's something you're building towards all the time. So um, we we know, for example, if Highview is going to be sending healthy church plants, then Highview needs a culture of sending. Yeah established from which that plant is sent out. Mm -hmm. And so how do we do that? Well, we do that by celebrating sending at other levels and and by celebrating multiplication at other levels. And so we talk about missional multiplication. That means both at the group level, that means at the one-on-one level, that means Mm -hmm. at the ministry level, that means... And so all of those lead up to... I mean, there is no doubt that A church sent out from a church is one of the most beautiful Jesus-like things you will ever see. It Mm -hmm. is a beautiful picture of the gospel. Um, And so everything we're doing in a sense is kind of building towards that and building towards a culture, having a culture where that is... where that happens regularly. You know, I said Sunday when we brought up our, our uh, group leaders, I said, you know, one day there's going to, these are just going to be church planters. Mm-hmm. These are going to be core. It's going to be a core team of of people yeah. being sent out. And I want you to see this step today yeah. is, is leading us towards that in the mm-hmm. future um, and, and sowing those seeds. So um it is the calling of every church to be engaged in church planting in some way shape or form it's an it's an essential part of disciple making uh and it's also something that you shouldn't do haphazardly you should think uh intentionally strategically over a long period of time as a as a church about how mm. to do it and how to create a culture that that does it regularly and that's what we're trying to build a culture that embraces sentness that embraces church planting and that yeah. can do it regularly
2: Yeah, and at the right, you know, time frame in a church's life also, I believe it really represents how healthy a church is. Mm -hmm. 100%. the reason for that is because, you know, God calls men to pastor churches. And as long as, you know, Christ hasn't come back, and as long as the Great Commission is still being Mm -hmm. undertaken, then God's going to raise up men to pastor churches because there's Mm going to be saints that need to grow and be shepherded. And if God is doing a work here, then you have to ask yourself, are those, are those people being raised up? You yeah. know? And, and so I think it is a, an incredible sign of health mm-hmm. when you see someone raised up to go out and shepherd another group. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just a beautiful picture. So um, yeah, it, it matters tremendously to us, church planning. Yeah.
0: And, and within the, the context of groups specifically, you know, something i talk about with our group leaders is kind of the group exists as a kind of a microcosm of the church as a whole. If we're not comfortable, you know, sending out new healthy groups from healthy groups, then we we just kind of stop the impact that happens there. Like we just kind of build our little, our little group, our little kingdom. And, but also, you know, this idea that if that, if we're going to operate as a family, healthy families, you know, do send out children Mm -hmm. to, to start new families. Right, that's, that's we right. we raise up that's the way it's always worked. I mean, that's that's why I don't live at home anymore because mm. you, you know I don't like I had <laughs> at one point you know got kicked out of the nest to to start a new family right. to get and married it's and, and it's been it's yeah glorious and fantastic. Um, and so it's the same with with I would say at the larger level of the churches if you know if we're healthy we're going to be raising up new pastoral leadership that doesn't yeah. just stay here but is sent out like a you know, like a baby bird yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Like a, a, <laughs> a bunch
2: of thirty-five-year-olds uh, living in Mama's basement. We don't. We don't want that dynamic, right? Right. right. Raise right. yes. people up and send them out. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I think. I think that's. I, I think grasping that collectively as a mm-hmm. church, grasping that this is just something we're called to do. Um, at the end of the day, we use the term a lot. Um, uh, gospel legacy gets thrown around a lot at Highview. It's kind of in our terminologies. And that idea of gospel legacy, what's the legacy of you going to be? Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, churches historically throughout church history, you look at the mm-hmm. church in Antioch, that's a classic example. Um, do you want your church to be the legacy of that church to be um, the ministry of a gifted pastor or preacher, mm-hmm. or do you want the legacy to be churches planted? Yeah, and 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 every church has got to make mm. that decision. What what do you want the legacy of that church to be? Centered around an individual or centered around the collective multiplication that happened out of that church body? Mm. And the church in Antioch is the prime example. Here is mm. what I love about the church in Antioch. It is without a doubt the most influential church in church history. So many churches in the first century were planted out of that church. Mm. So many, um, they were open-handed with Paul and Barnabas. You guys go. Yeah, and, and imagine losing a Paul and a Barnabas mm. in a rapidly growing church context, and you lose that. Yeah. And they were open-handed with that. Yeah. And and what's here's what I love about now that's their their legacy is reproduction and, and multiplication. Someone figure out, find out who planted the church in Antioch. The truth is, no one knows. No one knows who planted the church in Antioch. Yeah. All we know about the church in Antioch is what Luke tells us, and Luke says the church in Antioch was planted by some brothers. Mm. The legacy of that church was not who and clearly they were very gifted leaders, extremely gifted, called, uh, anointed, um, but at the end of the day, uh, they were just some brothers. Yeah. That church's legacy was not an individual's giftedness, not even Paul and Barnabas. That 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 church's his legacy was multiplication. Wow.
0: Amen. That's in, that's that's really interesting. I've never thought about that before. So let's before we wrap up here, let's get intensely practical. Um let, what are the things that a church shaped by missional multiplication what does that church do? What what what's are what are the practical things that that we want high view um, collectively to do, to be shaped by missional multiplication?
2: Yeah, I think right off the bat, you're going to see some things, um, that, um, that are sacrificial. Um, you know, a, a church that's shaped by missional multiplication is a church that's regularly, um, sacrificing things. So people, resources, um, we don't view our church or our people as it relates to the kingdom of high view, but as it relates to the kingdom of God. And, um, and, I, and I think it's just a mindset that you have to have, uh, you know, as you approach uh, mission and multiplication is sacrificial, a sacrificial mm-hmm. lifestyle.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's, we have to be giving so that we can be given, right? We are effectively giving ourselves our time. You know, we talk about that a lot, time, talents, treasures. Uh, being sacrificial shows we know what we're living for. Yeah, right. We know what we're living into. Great point.
1: Yeah,
0: agreed. Yeah. Pastor Jed, what uh, what are some other things that you'd like to see from the from the church level, like practical things of the church that's shaped by miss- missional multiplication?
1: Uh, biggest things: identifying and raising up leaders mm-hmm. within every ministry, every group. Yeah, um, I mean, it kind of starts there, um, and it's leaders intentionally looking for um, that that next individual, that person who's, who's, uh, serving, influencing, stepping up, uh, it starts there. I mean, ultimately you can't build a culture of sending and multiplication at all if, if it's not happening at the leadership level. So, um, you know, and so that's, that's a big part. I think that's the, the, the biggest part initially, uh, is, uh, is embracing that multiplication aspect at that level. I think that's Mm. huge.
0: Great. Now what about um at the individual level? What are practical things that an individual church member um, shaped by this concept of missional multiplication? What what does that type of person do? What are some practical things that we can tell our church members yeah. to do these things to be shaped by missional multiplication? I
2: think there's a couple of things in the mindset. First, there's an ownership. So that's the missional part. Mm. Right? You if you don't have ownership then of what the mission is, then yeah. there, there's no missional part. So so you know, practically Members can um, see themselves as not just a um, consumer as they come to church here, but they're a participant. They're an active member, a part of the mission, and they have tasks and activities, things they need to do to help this body, this mission, move forward. Mm. And then, the, <coughs> excuse me, the multiplicational aspect is once you you know get your hands around a task or something that you feel ownership of, give it away. Mm. Yeah. You know, and and that's that's hard to do because you know this is my thing. This is what I yeah. do. This yeah. is the thing I take care of for the church. Mm. You no, know, find somebody else and give it away to them, and wow. then you you find something else to do. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'd say give yourself to being equipped. Uh, I mean, it might sound like you're you're not. We're not talking about sending there, but we really are. Yeah. Um, give yourself to uh, being uh, coached on and and developed in how to identify where your circle of influence is and how you can reach it Um, and and to, to embrace that talk, uh, talk through, if you're, you know, uh, I was talking to a member the other day, who's um, a a leader in their uh, HOA. Yeah. You know, what a fantastic influence and what a fantastic example of being sent. Yep. I mean literally where they are. Yeah. Um, and so those kind of things, I hear those stories uh, uh often, you know, those kind of things are great. Uh and so it's uh it's 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 through community and through being equipped by the ministry of the word and 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 in the church that you begin to get the tools in your toolbox that will allow you to really live sent. So I would say mm. at the personal level, give yourself to that, give yourself to being equipped. And also one last thing is kind of, I hope it's obvious, um, but uh, be discipling someone, Mm. just someone. Yeah. Um, Have someone that's pouring into you and someone you're pouring into regularly. Uh, I find that if you are looking for people who, uh, if you're really going to be live sent, like, what are you sending?
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: You know? Uh, So I think those are both important.
0: Yeah, I think just like we talked about last week with the idea of equipping um, the saints, being committed to that means we have to make ourselves available to being equipped. Right. J- just so with this, if we're being equipped, we have to make ourselves available to be yep. sent. Absolutely. All right? We have to make ourselves um, an obvious choice by the the work ethic we have, but also the character we possess. Yep. And I think you know the ways that we go all in. We've been talking about making sure that we are uh, knowing that's what we're living for. That's what we're headed toward is being sent purposefully for the kingdom wherever we're at. Yeah. So well, that's going to wrap us up for this episode of the high view podcast. Hopefully you have enjoyed this series as we talk about the things that we are committed to as a local church. And we would encourage you to be committed to your local church, especially if it's high view. Um, and if you would <laughs> to just make sure that you are sharing this with your friends, uh, these episodes, we want to make sure that the uh, missional multiplication that happens within these episodes is multiplied out. So send these to someone uh, that Mm. you love and care about. And uh, we will see you next
2: time.